thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 13. Oh, that you were yourself. But, love, you are no longer yours, than you yourself here live. Against this coming end you should prepare, and your sweet semblance to others give. So should that beauty which you hold in lease find no determination. Then you were yourself again, after yourself decrease, when your sweet issue your sweet form should bear. Who lets so fair fair a house fall to decay, which husbandry in honour might uphold, against the stormy gusts of winter's day and barren rage of death's eternal cold? Oh, none but unthrifts, dear my love, you know, you had a a father, let your son say so. Blimey. That was uh, sonnet number 13 from Shakespeare's Sonnets. I can see Thierry grimacing um, over the webcam at me. I'm Mark Chatterley and I'm here again with with the wonderful... Uh, Thierry Hillis. And... and it wasn't. It wasn't a good reading. That was it. I, I thought the last line when you it says you had a father. You almost went into you had a lover, which <laughs> I did, almost. Uh, there's a very odd poem. There's no real hard words to read in that sonnet. But uh, as you said before we started recording, there's lots of yous and yours, and they, they can't quite creep easy up to stumble. Yeah, I'm just making an excuse every time I read one of these sonnets, aren't I? We'll come across one, and I'll read it perfectly. I promise. Um, I realise my 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 webcams died again, so Thierry is essentially flying blind this episode. But we shall go on. So we are um, slowly going through Shakespeare's sonnets. That was sonnet number thirteen. Um, I shall let Thierry um, start with this one. Well, we are still very much in the procreation sonnets. We're getting to the end of them now. We've uh, only got a couple of them left. Blimey! Yeah. So the, how many procreation sonnets are there? In uh, it's, it goes up to seventeen. So we're okay. nearly there. We're nearly at the end of the procreation, but we'll still be in the, the fair youth section of the sonnet. Yes, yes, we are. And, uh, well, th- this one again addresses the uh, the young man, and he he, um, he again mentions the, um, well, the end and the death. And, um, well, he says, uh, who lets so fair a house fall to decay, which is quite a nice line, I think. Which is yes. basically saying, you would, why would you let your your line end with with you why not have children and uh yeah which, which husbandry in honor might uphold um and there's the dual meaning of of husbandry as in becoming a husband and you uphold your your house of of your name and your your genetics i suppose but also husbandry in the sense of of tending to things and usually it's tending to animals but in this case tending to a a literal house that's fallen down, which husbandry and other might uphold by, by becoming, uh, uh, by, by doing husbandry, you're keeping the house uh, secure. And, and does that make sense, or did I just completely abuse the word husbandry? <laughs> no, I would, I would definitely say that it has both the uh, the literal meaning and the meaning of becoming a husband. And uh, well, yeah, obviously, if you if you do work the fields and you bring home the food and the money, you will keep the literal house and. If you are a husband, you will also keep the houses in your lineage and keep keep your family line going. Yes, yes, and and there there definitely seems to be quite um, a finality to this. That against this coming end, you should prepare, and and I suppose that's obviously the end of his life. Um, but 
there was always at least my knowledge of of religion in 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 oldie worldy times um is is the idea that the the end of times was always just around the corner and and i i wonder if there's a preparation in terms of of the end of days coming or is that me probably reading I, too much? I, I got that sense that he's going on about well the, the day of judgment as much as much as the personal sort of what does he say uh barren rage of death's eternal cold so it, just the individual death is even if they believe in heaven you, you would still leave this earth behind and you would still end that life and uh, and of, of course if if you're going by a literal belief of christianity you don't go to heaven when you die you you stay in the ground until the day of judgment your 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 soul that's, doesn't that's ascend more until... than I know about Christian. I used to be a Christian long long time ago, but that's a bit more than I know of the religion. I I believe that the idea is is that you are dead until the day of judgment, in which case you are raised up and judged, and then then you go into heaven or hell. It's not a as soon as you die you're in heaven. But that's that's yeah. my understanding anyway. Maybe that maybe that varies from flavor of Christianity to flavor. But probably they they've got enough. Uh different sections of Christianity to argue about. I don't... I was was Roman Catholic. I never really got that impression that you would stay in the ground until... uh, As I said, I don't know much uh, about religion anymore. No, and it's all been shaken up. I mean, in the UK, we used to have the Church of England, which used to, in the 80s, be the, the fluffy religion. It's the one you went to for tea and biscuits and cake, and they were very accepting and open, but but um, not not so much anymore. They've kind of come out against gay marriage and gays in general and women bishops, and they, they every, all, all of the traditional schools of Christianity seem to be juggling around. Maybe they take it in turns on who's the really harsh Christian and who's the loving does, does, one. Does that mean we'll have a female pope next time round when this one dies? <laughs> A female lesbian pope in a wheelchair. No, well, we had was it a period where we historians think that we might have had a female pope who snuck in, and then after that they in. brought in the yeah. test where they raised the pope above you, and so you can all look up and see the the pope's dirty old dangling stuff. Oh, God, I <laughs> know <laughs> that's yeah. that's not a nice image. Not, no. not an eighty-year-old man just. <laughs> No, not good. Not good. Let's let's move on from that. Let's go back. Yeah, to the go back to this on it. Yeah. Um. So the 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 you've got the the couplet at the end. Oh, number unthrifts. Unthrifts is a good word to say. Uh, dear my love, you know you had a father. Let your son say so. Which is is again a lovely a lovely phrase. The if for no other reason you had a father, so you know you should have a son, so your son can say that as well. <laughs> it's a really kind of it's, weak it's argument. An interesting argument, yeah. It, it, just after all, all of all of the sort of you are nature, and you need to preserve your beauty, and your beauty is like a perfume that gets better when it's distilled, and and then it's like, yeah, but you said you had a father, so you you know you should pass that on. Is is kind of a weak argument, I thought. It, it it sort of is a weak argument, but I don't know. Maybe the man had a close relationship with his father. Yeah, so he would maybe like to have that sort of relationship with a son but of course we don't know who this man we, is we don't know who he is yeah someone should work that out I, I, i'm pretty sure there are a lot smarter people than the two of us who've been trying to figure it out 
Oh, you can't. They, they just need to find the original book of sonnets, and they're in the corner. It'd be to my dearest Graham. I love you so much. Go out, have kids. From Shakespeare, your best pal, Shakey. Love Bill. Love Bill. Love Bill Shakey. Um, <laughs> Shakey. <laughs> I, I'm in an odd mood today. I'm apologising to the podcasting people. <laughs> this academic analysis is brought to you by Inner Entertainment. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Um, we we we've got the the repetition. Again, of this idea that that your child is you reborn, uh, there's then you were your yourself again after yourself's decease. Uh, I probably said decrease when I read it out to begin with. I do apologise. Um, uh, yeah, when your sweet issue from <laughs> when your sweet issue from your sweet form should bear. There are too many yours in this. So it's that flattery of of. You will be reborn. You are eternal when you have a child, but but surely that argument only lasts as long as that child has kids themselves. So it doesn't it doesn't solve the immediate problem. It solves the immediate problem, but not the long term problem, I guess. Yeah, but then if Shakespeare would still be around, maybe he would go on about that kid having children as well, and therefore be even creepier. I knew your dad, and I made your dad have you, so I'm going to make you have a grandkid. I- we're going back it's, to the creepiness. It's quite well. It is quite creepy. I, I think we've established that. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there are scholars out there going, "No, this is this is a true expression of of one man's love to another." And there's me and you going, "It's creepy. It's creepy and wrong. <laughs> Should be locked away." Um, you've you've heard it here first. <laughs> Shakespeare should have been locked away. For, for, yeah, for, for 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 forcing young boys to have sex. It's just, just disgusting. Not with him. He was no. quite <laughs> the earliest example of grooming. Is the is the sonnets? Oh my gosh! This podcast has gone off the tracks today. <laughs> I hope we do have an explicit tag in iTunes. We don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe not, we not for get, this I podcast. think we should get one. For, maybe just this episode. Um, someone <laughs> did tell me the other day that they might show these to their kids who are studying the sonnets, uh, and I was like, you might want to listen to them first. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, oh. please, please don't use them in essays. Don't don't use this in your coursework. Mark and Thierry said, "No, <laughs> not, not good. We are not valid sources." I, I think we should point that out. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to point out in terms of of discussion? This sonnet seems very much as you see it. It's a bit Ron Seal in that way. I quite, I quite like the well, like I find the interesting the the, the overuse of sweet quite intriguing. Yeah, he's, he's in there he, he a keeps, lot. Yeah, I, I'm almost wondering whether that's kind of ironic, just because he keeps saying your sweet resemblance, your sweet issue, your sweet form. He just he keeps banging on about it, and we, we would expect from Shakespeare to at least use a different word each time if he was trying to be serious, because he probably knew. Well, he invented quite a lot of words. Yeah. So why reuse that particular one? That's that's why I'm saying it, it almost comes across as being. Ironic or sarcastic, just a bit. But would would sweet have had a different meaning back then, or or I don't. I it's not a word that I know has particularly changed meaning. I don't think it's changed meaning, but I'm pretty sure it. It would be odd for Shakespeare, I think, to be mocking the young lover in 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 a way. So maybe it is. It's just 
he was overawed by his beauty that, that sweet was the only word he could use. I thought Shakespeare was quite good at mocking sometimes. Yeah. He's, maybe, maybe he has quite a few plays where he's got the comic relief characters that just make fun of whatever is going on on the stage. So maybe this was a new a new direction for the for the procreation sonnets in the sense it's more of a could have be seen as more of a comic look at the, that's, the issue. That's what I'm wondering. Again, not not an academ not a Shakespeare academic, so I might be completely wrong. No, but you're right. I mean, it's in there one, two, three, four, four times, uh, which is quite a lot yeah. in a in a fourteen line sonnet. Interesting, interesting. I I have no no thoughts about that, but because I don't really know anything about it. But it's interesting, definitely interesting. I I don't really know anything either. It just I noticed it when you were reading it. Sorry, just thought um, it's quite weird for Shakespeare to. Well, it's quite weird to say you so many times, but then yes, uh, he is I... obsessed with a man. Yeah, and and the obsession seems to come across a bit more in this sonnet than some of the others. I think it's it's more it's almost fevered. The the uh, but love you are no longer yours than you yourself here live. It, it's it's it, it begs you to read it quickly. It mm, seems yeah, it, yeah. Uh, and maybe yeah the the repetition of sweets or follows on from that is it's the fevered love poem of a, of a someone who's madly in love rather than a, the fought out Un- unable to find the different words and just yeah rambles on about how pretty the young boy is and yeah, yeah. exactly I've, I've never written a love poem um, so I, I, I wouldn't know how to go about it but I, I from my knowledge of poetry writing you tend to think a lot about what you're doing and that's why you choose different words so the fact this one doesn't maybe suggest yeah you're right it's more of a fevered you're so amazing I need to just get words out of me he probably didn't say it in that upper class British accent <laughs> anyway that that was um uh, that, that that was our, our I guess our analysis of Sonnet 13 um I'm gonna let Thierry read it and now and and I did actually take two attempts at the beginning so if he messes up you won't hear it because I just chop it out of the recording I think that's fair I'll do my best. Sonnet 13. Oh, that you were yourself, but love you are no longer yours, than you yourself here live. Against this coming end you should prepare, and your sweet semblance to some other give. So should that beauty which you hold in lease find no determination, then you were yourself again after yourself's decease, when your sweet issue your sweet form should bear. Who let so fair a house fall to decay, which husbandry in honour might uphold, Against the stormy gusts of winter's day, and barren rage of death's eternal cold. Oh, none but unthrifts. Dear, my love, you know, you had a father. Let your son say so. Very good. That was uh, sonnet number 13 from Shakespeare's Sonnets. I've been Mark Chatterley. I have been Thierry Hillis. And we will see you again next time for sonnet number 14. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an In-Ear Entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about In-Ear Entertainment, go to 
www.inearentertainment.com.